Welcome to Waiting for Review, a show that follows the journeys of two iOS developers. I'm Dave Wood, an iOS developer in Wellington, New Zealand. And I'm Dave Knott, an iOS developer from Devon, England. Join us as we discuss the development, code and technology of our journeys. Okay, so this is part two of our year in review. Part one, if you haven't already listened to it, uh, we cover the highs and lows of tech in 2017. Um, Part two, we thought we'd focus a little bit more on kind of our lives personally, how they've changed over the last year. I think it's fair to say both of us have had um, some fairly substantial changes in our life, Um, although probably you slightly more than me, Dave, because you've moved literally to the other side of the world. (laughs) So how's that going? (laughs) Yep, it's it's been a bit of a big year um, in terms of all that. This year, we we emigrated, and that that happened at the end of July. We left the UK. Um, so what we've been in New Zealand now for just over four months, I think. Um, and life life's kind of starting to get to a stage now where where living here is is becoming more normal. Um, I think you know when you when you first land when we first landed there was so much we had to sort out that that sort of first maybe five or six weeks is kind of just this blur you know we we, we landed and um, had to sort of set up house do things like making sure we had a car just generally settling in and yeah that must have been tough it was pretty tough we, we we landed in the back end of winter as well so sort of going from the uk summer to um everything being quite cold here uh was sort of fairly fairly harsh in some ways you know it, i think you don't realize this but your body adjusts um to the temperature that's around you uh quite a bit and then when you sort of jump from one thing to the other it's it's a bit of a shock because you've not had the the, the change in seasons or build up um and you know we we certainly found that the place we were staying in was was relatively quite quite cold anyway um compared to sort of where we were living in the UK at a similar time of year um that's just just a thing here insulation's kind of optional for kiwi houses it seems <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, certainly compared to the UK um but no so we we had all of the initial kind of um setting up house uh, i started my new job at paperkite um which has been really quite awesome uh, this this kind of marks my um sort of first full-time salaried position as an ios developer for for somebody else um prior to that it's been been contracting um over this last sort of 18 months so yeah, first first proper salaried iOS position, and also in a brand new com- country. And four months in, it's fair to say I'm really loving it. Um, that we're now into sort of summer here, and it's it's kind of easy to to love being somewhere when it's really sunny. And we've we've been in the middle of a, a heat wave recently which everybody's been telling me is abnormal for wellington so i'm trying not to get used to it too much <laughs> um, but then everybody in the uk is posting their pictures of it snowing recently um and i'm, I'm sort of looking and going mm, i think i've got the better end of the deal at the moment you, you certainly got a better <laughs> end of the deal than i did we didn't even get any snow so <laughs> oh no yeah we just got gray miserable cloud and rain oh, i see from worse you, you get all the cold but none of the payoff exactly exactly 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it's it, like I say, it's been a dramatic change, um, but it's not happened overnight. You know, we had um, we had a trip over here, over to New Zealand, um, in the sort of back end of 2016, um, and we we knew we wanted to live here. We've been sort of building up to this for for quite a while. But having said all that, you know, we we'd we'd made all of our plans. We'd we progressed to to me applying for jobs to get us over here. And, and trod down that path we'd we'd reorganized everything in terms of like we, we started um decluttering our house sort of in anticipation of the move we did all all of those things and yet when it comes down to it and you sort of go okay i've got the job now and we now need to go um you suddenly realize everything that you didn't plan for you know all the things that you didn't know um sort of come out of the woodwork because you've got to do certain things we had to apply for the visas we knew that we had to apply for medicals we knew that um but then upon like submitting our visa requests we found out a whole load of other things that we needed to submit with it that nobody had told us about um that we couldn't even have found out by sort of the online information um we so so that was interesting um you know, trying to trying to get everything submitted and through so that we had the visa quick enough to be able to get out here for me to start work properly. Um and had to sort of do the the kind of a couple of go rounds in terms of getting information together and, and, and across to the collections office so that we could apply for the visa. Um there's a lot that happened actually sort of in, in the the sort of six weeks before coming over that was quite pressurized and I can, I can remember um, sort of a lot of it, but it's kind of blurred and sort of all going into this sort of one, mm. one kind of period of time where, you know, every, every day I had a tick list and something needed to come off that tick list and I just got it done. And, you know, that, that was around working um, as a contractor for paper uh, for swipe and tap, um, which, was also awesome that was back in leicester um swipe and tap were a very good company to work with so yeah working wise it's been an awesome year as well yeah so two two good places to work for so do you think that means you've become less indie with with the whole Um, salaried employment moving to a new country Where, where do you think you stand now in terms of being an indie dev that's that's an interesting question because we started this podcast at the start of the year as as quite an indie focused podcast you know this this was the journeys of two independent ios developers and then uh (laughs) suddenly i i I wasn't um but yeah so so to answer your question dave i i don't really see myself as indie right now um i've had to minimize all of my sort of side project work and kind of mentally compartmentalize what I'm up to there um, away just so that I can focus on settling into to life at Paper Kite and enjoying time with my family outside of work as well. Um, something has had to give and all of my side projects and, and other apps and things they've had to give that that's had to be the thing that, that goes for now. Um, but I say for now, because I don't think that I will ever not have sort of something on the side. 
Um, there's just a bit of me that likes having a project, that likes having something that I'm developing to sort of put out there to the world. Um, and although I've got that within my, my day job now, you know, I'm working on, on projects and apps and things that are being released, and that's that's really cool. Um, but there will always be that bit of me that wants to have something that is specifically mine, um, specifically something that I can just sort of go, uh, no, going to do it like this, and this is what I want it to be, and and that I can sort of nudge along and and kind of bring into existence. Um, yeah, that so, makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, that the, the, there'll be something in twenty eighteen, and. I mean, we've said on previous shows, and I've sort of said I'll, I'll put my app Go VJ kind of on the back burner, but come back to it in 2018. Um, I don't know if that's specifically what I will end up doing. I, I have quite a bit of time off over Christmas, and I kind of plan on on sort of putting a bit of thought into okay, well, if I'm going to do anything indie in 2018, what what sort of form does that need to take? Um, what is going to be the, the sort of guiding principles of that thing? Is it something that's purely going to be for for fun and kind of to, to scratch my own itches in terms of things that I want to exist? Um, or is it going to be something that I'm developing with a sort of whole kind of product mentality and, and full-on business mentality? And at this stage, I don't know exactly exactly what that's going to be, I guess for it to be something that, that, that kind of still captures my, my interest and that I put spare time into, it's, it's going to need to be something that's that's a bit of both. You know, really, it's, it's got to be, be worthwhile in terms of sort of remuneration for effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has to be something that is, is fun um, and that I can sort of keep coming back to and kind of, mm. you know, after I've spent all day coding, I then go and do a little bit more coding. You know, it's, it's, it's got to be something that's that, that's fun in that regard. Huh. so yeah definitely definitely it's been a transition for me um i've, I've had to sort of say okay I'm, I'm really not quite indie right now uh but i don't think that's that's a forever thing i think this is just a case of you know you've, you've got to kind of pull the levers and, and shift gear down on some things to make room for other things um and those other things have been so immense you know moving moving country uh move, moving our, our entire lives as a family um that I've, I've had to give that the sort of appropriate space cool so obviously my year was quite quite dramatic and big in terms of sort of shifting countries and everything but you made a big leap yourself at the start of this year dave you you left your sort of regular job um set yourself up to work from home as an indie web and ios developer yeah it was uh, a an interesting time it's um felt really weird leaving that job because what i'd been there probably like five years um and in a way it kind of took me a few months to feel like i wasn't there anymore there were you know three or four months in and i still had things in my head from that job it, t- it took a lot of, it took a lot of shaking out um, now I feel yeah. like I'm pretty much done. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've left and that's that's it. It's, <laughs> it's just interesting. Uh, it's probably because I'm still in contact with some of the staff as well, just on like a friendly basis. So that probably yes, it, reinforces that in my mind that I, maybe I'm still there even though I'm not. Yeah, and uh, you sort of still feel responsible for things, I guess, if you're still t- kind of talking with 
with the people you're working with. Yeah, yeah, to a point like if they ask questions and things because, you know, projects go on for a long time, even after I've left, um, there's still some running. Um, mm. The questions are going to come up. So it's that can drag you back into it quite quickly. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing some of the detail that you can remember given how long ago it was now. Um, yeah, totally. I, I, I can still remember things, I think, from the job I left in, in June 2016, the, the sort of job I'd been doing for ages at British Gas. You yeah, know, that that's, um, that that took me quite a while to sort of decompress from. Well, you'd been there um, ages, hadn't you? Yeah, that that was the end of um, a fourteen year career. So my five years <laughs> doesn't look like much. <laughs> no, but it, it's um, that's all relative, and and like you say, it took you a, a few months to sort of decompress, and I think it took me a little bit longer, really. Um, I think there's an argument to say that perhaps I, I hadn't really sort of fully left and decompressed properly um, almost up until just before I started working um, with um, Swipe and Tap. Really? Sort of earlier this year, yeah. So that would be a good good eight or nine months or so, um, I think at least before, yeah, before I'd really sort of made that that jump away properly in terms of sort of my mentality. So... I guess there is something there, you know, um, obviously we started out this year with this podcast from a sort of very indie perspective and part of the indie dream is, you know, leaving your job, um, to sort of pursue the, the, the work you, you might rather be doing. Um, and I think there is something there for anybody listening just in terms of who might be sort of considering leaving their job and, and pursuing their, their indie development and that, that side of things. Um, in terms of just not underestimating that decompression because that it, it can be quite a big thing. Obviously, you're you're a few months in now, Dave. You, you, you're how many months? Uh, Nine-ish, nine, yeah. going on ten, I suppose. So, yeah, I feel like you're kind of, what do you say, eight to nine months it took you. That's probably about right, yeah. I would say. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm still kind of vulnerable to being sort of sucked back into it. Like if I get a text from an old colleague about such and such a thing, I'm I feel like I'm right back there all over again, which is yeah, yeah, strange. But no, we need to just start invoicing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that going down well. <laughs> it's it's interesting though. Like challenges are, are different now. I mean, one of the main motivations, well, the primary motivation um, for kind of leaving the job was that um, we had a child in August of 2016. Yeah. Um, and my wife is a, a school teacher. So she took some time off for sort of maternity. And we kind of came to the decision that the work that I do naturally lends itself to kind of being done at odd times of the day. Um, yeah. Whereas her work will always be sort of the nine to five, although with it being school, it's not nine to five, but whatever it, it there is a set period of the day where she has to be at work. And yeah. then there's a set period of the day where she isn't at work. Whereas with me, it's kind of like I could work on a Sunday morning, like right now, or I could work at one o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday morning, evening, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So it kind of made sense that I should leave my job and sort of during school hours, I can, uh, take care of our little boy charlie and then i can kind of work outside of that it's uh it's been it's been like nothing i've ever done 
not least <laughs> of all because I've never really looked after a child that's around one years old. And trying to balance work around that as well, I found quite challenging. Because in, in, in a strange way, the work is in my head constantly. But during kind of like the working day, I'm not really able to do it. And yeah. I, I find I get I can get quite frustrated sometimes in that I'll, I'll have an idea or I'll have a thought or, or I want to do something to get it out of my brain and quickly get it ticked off the list. But I can't. It sounds maybe quite terrible, but sometimes I feel like I'm almost busy doing nothing, which is a strange way to look at it. One way or another, my entire day from basically when Heather goes to school and when she comes home, it is taken up looking after looking after Charlie. It's only then when school time's over that we can sort of tag team and... I find that's a challenge in the that's kind of like the end of the day where I'm feeling more tired is the time where I actually yeah. have to do something productive. Um, I find it a challenge in that during the day when I would like to maybe be doing something when I have a thought, I can't. Um, and thirdly, it's tough because if pretty much I go to work the minute Heather sort of comes in, we don't really see each other that much. Um, so it brings a whole set of challenges that I didn't really anticipate as much. Um, on paper, it seemed like a fairly easy thing to do, and it seemed to make sense on paper. Um, you know, you're, you're the software developer person, so you can kind of do your work at odd hours of the day, and that'll work out. And then that kind of frees me up to help out with Charlie during the day, which means we save on childcare costs, which are a lot of money, it turns out. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, they are. I, I almost hit the floor when I found out how much that was going to cost. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, um, yeah, un- unbelievable. Um, I mean, it turns out if you want to do sort of like nine to five Monday to Friday, you can be looking at a thousand pounds nearly. But it's like yeah. an iPhone 10 <laughs> every month. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Boom. I, yeah, just gone. I was like, wow. Okay. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I mean, thankfully it turns out when uh, they get to three years old, I think you get like 30 hours a week of funding from the government. Yeah. Um, which is, that'd be cool when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> wow it is expensive um yes so again that's kind of what sort of led us to this this point really is that you know my sort of career if you, if you like lends itself to its flexibility it by its nature it, it can be very flexible which is which is really awesome um i mean if i if i was stuck in a profession that just had to be nine to five in the same way that heather is as a teacher we'd be looking at a very different scenario right now yeah um, so yeah, I, I've been. It comes in waves. Um, like if I'm if I'm busier with um, sort of work from clients, um, I find that sometimes I feel like I'm burning the candle at both ends. In that, basically, the entire time that I'm awake, um, I'm, I'm busy doing something. I don't really get much downtime. Um, yeah. Luckily, I'm in a bit of a low, a low, uh, a low, I suppose, at the moment. Um, in that things are a bit quieter. I've just finished up on a project, which is cool. Um, and that kind of frees me up to work on some of my indie apps while, um, you know, I wait for like the next project to, to start up, which is kind of interesting as well, because that's kind of revealed something (laughs) in that what I would really like to be kind of my long-term future I've learned is definitely my indie apps. Right. I I find when when I finished up this project, I, I was like, kind of glad in a way i was like oh yeah good now i can work on my apps now this uh <laughs> now this now this is out of the way i, I can you know do what i want to do um yeah which is fine but then it's hard to sort of fund life just with the apps 
I found. Yes. It's, it's, it needs to be complemented with something else, which is kind of like the, the, the indie web developer side of me, I guess, which, you know, helps with that. But it's, it's made it really clear that one way or another, I really want to make this kind of indie app thing work so it can be a full-time thing um, permanently. That That's, that's the dream. And, and sort of having to balance client work with my own work is, is only kind of, uh, made that even clearer than it once was yeah it kind of fuels you on i guess when you sort of you have that that kind of feeling of okay um this this is kind of bringing the cash in but it's not fully where where my joy is i guess is, is that sort of fair to say pretty, pretty much yeah. Um, yeah i mean don't get me wrong it's not like i'm sat around working on on websites being like, oh i hate this this is rubbish i mean i like it it's great i, I enjoy making websites for you know for people or myself or whoever um, but when I start coding an iOS app, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is, this is what I really want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and, and I kind of had moments like that with, um, with my old career, um, when I was doing the, the analytics and customer insight work back at, in the job that I left in June, 2016, um, there were bits in that job that I really truly enjoyed. Um, and that there were bits that I absolutely hated as well. Um, don't get me wrong. There are reasons that, you know, I walked out after a 14 year career. <laughs> <laughs> um, but every time I was doing my, my iOS developments, um, on the side in the evenings at weekends and things, um, you know, it sort of felt like, um, that there was this sort of mental shift, you know, now I'm doing what I, I really enjoy doing. It's, it's, um, I guess it's the equivalent of kind of driving in rush hour traffic, sort of just going from A to B, you know, okay, I'm driving, that's fine. Um, versus taking a reasonably sporty car out on a country road, you know, and kind of nipping around corners and, and just sort of generally kind of getting into that groove with, with, with the car, you know, and really enjoying the drive, um, Mm -hmm. for me. That's that's sort of the analogy, you know. Going into iOS developer mode sort of feels like, yeah, okay, yeah. Now now I'm kind of running through the gears, and things are just just you know in flow. I guess is the right description there for me. That's um, a that's a really good analogy, actually. That pretty much sums up my feelings entirely. <laughs> um, so I guess there's 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 perhaps uh, something for you in terms of 2018. I guess is going to be be a bit of, sort of more of the same in terms of you're still going to have your clients and you're still going to be sort of in in this current kind of life situation for for a lot of 2018. I think. Is, is I think so. Yeah. Um, it's difficult because I find like if I was to take on a, a web development job, it's kind of like I find myself in a dilemma. It's like I could either use that money and um, yeah, that could pay for. Charlie to go into nursery, say, mm. or I could save the money on nursery and get the money from the job and just work into the nights, which I need to be careful of because that makes me tired and grumpy. But the temptation to do that because almost like you're saving, like on, you're winning on both there. It's like you're not having to pay out for nursery and you get the money from the job. Yep. Rather than just doing the job and basically giving the money to the nursery. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and equally, you're getting that time with Charlie as well, which. It, Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it, it feels like a difficult balance sometimes. Um, I, I just 
yeah, kind of need to watch. I'm keeping everything in balance overall. Um, and I'm quite bad at not doing that sometimes. Um, which makes me want to watch out for it even more. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think like you're right. I think for the most part, that's going to, going to kind of stay roughly the same for 2018. I think my approach to my apps might change in 2018. Um, yeah. I was listening to an episode of under the radar. Um, and if you're not listening to it, you should be, um, about, um, how, uh, Marco Armand and David Smith kind of approach our apps and sort of Marco goes all in on one app pretty much, which is overcast in his case. Yeah. Um, he goes quite uh, deep as well. Yeah. Uh, whereas David Smith has got a ton of apps and it's kind of like very different approaches. Um, and I think I've sort of taken Marco's approach ish with armchair. Um, but I feel like I've gotten it to a a place that I'm quite happy with at the moment. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking like I might like to sort of try lots of other apps, um, and maybe sort of lean towards David's style of having many apps. And then obviously as, as you build more apps over time, your kind of potential for income grows as well because you've got more apps out there that have the potential to earn money. So yes, I'm thinking that could be a potential strategy a to kind of make apps more, my apps more sustainable in the long term. Cause if I've got more of them out there, there's more of a chance I'm going to earn some money that day. Yep. Um, and that, that could be a potential, um, potential kind of a route forward. Um, and that'd be really good in terms of my personal life as well. Um, being, you know, a, an app developer making apps for myself, I can be completely in charge of my schedule. Uh, yep. I mean, I found scheduling a little bit difficult when I've introduced client work because they still kind of have expectations that are fairly typical of nine to five working schedules. Yeah. Um, I've managed Just in terms to... of like when you respond and things like that, even. Yeah. I mean, I've managed to duck and dive and um, sort of get around it. I haven't really told them that. I'm working at like one in the morning and silly times like that. (laughs) If I'm going to respond to an email, I'll leave it in my drafts and send it sort of about 20 past nine the next day or something like that. Um, (laughs) But it's not necessarily relevant, is it? I don't think so. They're paying you to get a job done and you're getting the job done. So that's that really. Yeah, exactly. Um, And and yeah, being able to reply from my phone during the day is quite important as well. Yeah. um, With emails like that. And yeah, like I, th- I think back to my old job and like I would respond to a, a client email and it might not be three or four days before they even see anything like work wise. So it can definitely work the way I'm doing it. And I haven't had any complaints so far and you know, so far so good. Long may it continue. Okay. We'll call that a wrap for this episode. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a review on iTunes. It's always great to hear from our users or if you're an overcast user and would be kind enough to recommend us, you can do so by hitting that star button. Um, also would like to remind you, we have a Slack channel and you'd be more than welcome to join. If you'd like to, there will be instructions in the show notes or the best way is just to reach out to us on Twitter at WFR podcast and we'll get you signed up. So before we run off, Dave, where can people find your work? Um, you can find my applications at roboheads.com. That's roboheads spelled with a Z at the end. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at dwroboheads. Again, that's spelled with a Z at the end. How about you, Dave? Yeah, you can find my remote control for Cody at armchair-remote.com. My newest app to help kids learn to read, you can find it at spacereaders.com. And on Twitter, I am at underscore Dave Not. 